Hello everyone, I'm Maddie Miles, integrative health practitioner, female hormone expert, and founder of Peace Love Hormones. Our mission is to empower menstruators to take back control of their menstrual health through education and top quality functional supplements. Together, we will uncover why your health may be struggling and how to heal your hormones and optimize the health of your entire body naturally. Now let's get to it. Hello, my queens. It's me, Maddie. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another Kick Booty podcast episode for the Peace Love Hormones podcast. Today, I'm joined by another local Austinite. Her name is Bryn. We got to connect because I came across her Instagram page and was pretty much just like, I, I need to meet this woman. She looks flippin' incredible. I love what she does and what she, what her whole mission is. And it's about owning your orgasm, which is a huge part about being a woman. And there's all of this stigma around women and we can't be too sexual and we can't, you know, uh, have self-pleasure and we can't do it ourselves and we need a man and, you know, blah, 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 blah. All of these you know, crappy social norms and just taboos, honestly, that we really break down in this episode. So I won't get too into it right now. This is more so just to give you an overview of the awesome conversation that you're about to listen to between Bryn and I. She is a master when it comes to owning your orgasm and just owning everything that turns you on and lights you up. And she really helps women to step into the sensual and empowered women that we are supposed to be that we're made to be so make sure to listen to the entire episode because we do have some really fun awesome offerings at the very end of the episode and just scattered throughout that scattered throughout the episode as well we also talk about some really cool lubrex of course non-toxic all natural and some other fun toys that you can use to up your sex life and whether that be with a partner whether that be with yourself we talk about it all we also talk about the unfortunate amount of women that experience sexual trauma throughout their lives and how that manifests in us physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of the above, and how to really work through that. So this is going to be such an empowering episode for you and for all of your friends and other women in your life. So please share the love and let's just get into it because you know me, I could talk forever. So <laughs> from the bottom of my heart and with all of my soul and, be soul and being, I love you all. And let's get into this amazing podcast episode with Bryn. Peace, love, hormones. Hi, Bryn. Welcome to the Peace, Love, Hormones podcast, baby. Hi, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Of course, I know. And you're a local Austinite as well, which I'm very excited to actually connect with you today. I know we both woke up feeling a little bit more on the tired and, you know, more inward side. So I'm very happy that we're both listening to that. And we're like, hey, we still want to do this podcast, but let's do it virtually. So mm -hmm. I love that. And I preach all the time to all of my listeners, especially women who, you know, our hormones change and our brains change so drastically throughout our cycles. Like, you know, when you're not feeling so high energy, that's totally okay. Accept it, embrace it, love it and go chill on the couch. <laughs> yeah. No, I so appreciated that because it's funny, no matter how much work I do as a human, there's still stories that run. And so 
reaching out felt vulnerable to say like, hey, this is a relatively new connection and I'm going to change plans. And then you being so receptive and kind and loving. I was like, of course she was that way. Aww, so thank of you. Of course. That makes me happy too. I feel like a lot of times friends will reach out when they have to and are super nervous when they have to cancel plans. And then I always send a voice message back like, no, please go take a rest. And they're like, oh, thank you. That just made me feel so good. Yes. It's just like a little side note, but I realized as you know, I've lived all these years, not that long, but, um, <laughs> you know, just more and more that most of the time we're all thinking the same thing. So yeah. like, don't stress out about it. Also, if someone gets upset with you for canceling plans, um, unless you're just a chronic canceler, totally. I would say that's a different situation. But if you cancel a plans because you're not feeling well or something else came up that you forgot, um, if someone were to get upset with you, that's really on them. And they may be experiencing something that mm -hmm. week that month, whatever it is that day, it's really not on you. I feel that. And I, the phrase I've heard used before is what's most personal is most universal. And so the thing that we keep so close to us and God forbid somebody heard or figured us out or felt this way, it's like, oh, when we bring those things to light, they can actually be really healing and really connecting. So thank you for affirming that. Of course. Okay. Speaking my language, before we get into all the juiciness, mm -hmm. can you just explain to my listeners who you are, what you do, also why you got into what you do? Give us the whole rundown. You got it. So uh, my name is Bryn. I am a sex, love, and relationship coach. I specialize really in embodiment. So that is, for me, the key to finding more pleasure in your life. It's bringing your desires through the body. And so I help women connect to their desires both in and out of the bedroom because I find that when you know yourself sexually, it translates into more confidence and desires in your entire life. Because to understand and know your desires, it isn't isolated. It's it's you really knowing yourself and being able to stand in your confidence and your radiance and your magnetism. And so I help women really tap into like, what is it that I like? What is it that I desire? And then together we create a life that turns you on. And that is what lights me up from the inside out. And like many coaches and guides and healers that I know, I taught and I teach what I myself had to learn. And so it wasn't that long ago, I would say, gosh, just over two years now, I went on a journey to really find myself. And what that looked like was uh, leaving a 10-year relationship. I was with my partner and husband um, from the age of 20 to 30. And it was a very, looking back, I can see hindsight is 2020 codependent relationship. And even though we loved each other fiercely, we had a really beautiful relationship and still to this day actually have a beautiful relationship. It just looks very different than how it did when we were together romantically. And there was this fierce knowing inside of me that there was something more to my life, something more to my self-discovery that I'd yet really given myself permission to to dive into. And it was from that place of my intuition that I heard, it's time to go know who you are without the label of wife, without the label of partner, because you've been this way for as long as you can remember and you're lost, my love. Like there's something that hasn't clicked. And at the time, I didn't realize it was going to lead to a divorce. I just knew I need to know who I am without you. 
So I asked for some time apart and some time to just be with my thoughts, to be with myself and to really learn and discover who is Bryn and what does she like and what does the world look like when she isn't following the shadows of her partner. And I look back on that time in my life as the most magical, transformational, and intense period of growth I've ever experienced. And I'm so grateful I listened. Um, you know, we talked at the beginning of the show about listening to your body. And that's really what I teach. It's it's a deep knowing of if you get still enough to listen, you have all of the answers inside of you. And so I knew there was more. And I, in that knowing, listened and tapped into the most sexual and expressed and confident version of myself yet. Oh, I love that. And I really appreciate this. Oh my goodness, this is just lighting me up because most of my podcast episodes and just who I am in general, I'm very much kind of clinical based. Like I, you know, it's very medical, like science, um, bringing things together to talk about like why you may be feeling a certain way based on like hormones, you know, but to really get into the whole spiritual aspect, which you and I both know the mind and body are they're connected. They're, yeah. they're one in the same, you know, our thoughts impact, you know, what manifest in us as, you know, physical ailments and disease of the body and vice versa. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really lit up over here on my end, you know, listening to you speak and especially because we live in a society where, I mean, it's kind of just the norm to find a man. If we're, if you're a woman, um, you know, just find your partner, kind of rely on them to support you. You stay home and support the kids. And, and then you get, you know, I, I mean, yes, there's postpartum depression is so mainstream, you know, because a lot of women are placed back on the pill afterwards that messes with their oxytocin, their ability to bind the baby, blah, blah, blah. That's the science side of it. But what about the part of, you know, the spiritual emotional part where you're like, oh, dang, I, I didn't get that chance to really experience who I am as a person without a partner, without a child. And, you know, whether you do it in your 20s, your 30s, or you do it in your later 40s and 50s, which my mom actually, uh, she got to experience it later in life because her and my dad got married very, uh, very, very young mm -hmm. before she was 20, had started having kids, you know, again, kind of the normal path, although it wasn't, it wasn't planned the first two pregnancies, my older brother and sister, and, and my mom was on hormonal birth control, everyone. So another sign, you know, I've said this before on social media, but Nothing is 100% effective when it comes to preventing pregnancy other than literally abstinence. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, to, and then my parents got a divorce about uh, probably, oh my gosh, six years ago now. Wow. Um, and she, uh, she had a lot of time to heal from that, but then had this growth period where she got to self-discover herself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is just another, you know, little tip and inspiration. It doesn't matter what age you are either. You can do it whenever you want. And I actually had that over like the last year before meeting my current partner of, you know, just realizing, whoa, I have always been in a relationship mm -hmm. literally even ever since I was in fifth grade. So yeah, it wasn't like anything serious, but you know, I've always had a partner, someone that I've, you know, felt like I needed to tell everything to and, you know, have that open 
path of communication. And then this last year, I was as selfish as I could possibly be. And it's good to be selfish. I mm. learned so much about myself and I healed from a lot of trauma as well that I easily buried away, um, but was still impacting my previous relationships of this, you know, unresolved trauma. So anyway, I, I absolutely love that. Um, and I love what you do to help women because there's a lot of stigma around pleasure when it comes to women. Um, and, you know, in the media, in movies, uh, you know, it's all male focused sex is. And, you know, I remember watching an explained episode. Have you ever seen that on Netflix explained? Mm -hmm. So 20 minute episode on the female orgasm. Yep, I and that. yep. And that's what really opened my eyes to because sex up until that point, I mean, it was kind of meh, but I was on birth control. Um, mm -hmm. So there are a lot of factors impacting my sex drive and especially in birth control um, and past trauma, all of the above. But I remember going, I had no idea that that's the inner workings of us. I thought it was like, I'm just supposed to come right when he puts his dick inside of me, you yep. know? And like, yeah. I was like, why doesn't this, you know, sometimes it would feel good, but it never was like, oh, uh -huh. and so <laughs> I, that led into, you know, just more self-discovery and research around the female orgasm and around female pleasure. And of course, it, everything's interrelated. So, you know, in amidst all of my research with hormonal birth control and hormones, you know, of course it comes up like our reproductive health and our sexuality and our desires and how suppressed we are from the moment that we're brought into this earth because our moms were suppressed too. So literally when we're in utero, we're still experiencing that. And, um, you know, I, so I really, I am really, really interested in, um, in what you do and I'm really, uh, what do I say? I'm very grateful for people like you who are out there and just talking about this in the open because we should be able to, you know? So, um, yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. What have you seen are the biggest barriers, uh, for women and really tapping into their, you know, sexuality? Yeah. It's such a great question. Um, so there's a couple of common ones and you touched on a couple in your own story. So the first one being that, as women, we learn from a young age and society, media, parents, um, your relationships all will potentially reinforce the story that your body and your pleasure is not for you, right? So we learn through, for example, one of the best ways that we are I don't know if best is the word I'd use. One of the most common ways that we see this is through um, movies, right? So you see two people in lust, they go to have sex. Like you said, there's penetration. Um, the woman is like rolling her eyes in pleasure, but then the man comes and sex is over. And you're just reinforced this over and over. And a lot of my earlier sexual experiences also reinforce this, that as soon as the man ejaculates, sex is over. And that's what sex was for. It was for his pleasure. And if I had pleasure, it was a bonus, like a cherry on top, but my pleasure was never put at the forefront. And it wasn't until years and years and years later where I actually hired my first sex coach, where she started to use this phrase, pleasure is your birthright. And when we think about the clitoris, right, as a structure inside of our anatomy that is literally solely built for pleasure, there is no other 
reason for this part of your system. Um, it's purely pleasure-based. And if you think about just how magical that is, that there is something on our body that is literally just created to bring us pleasure and how different our our raising and upbringing would be if that was communicated to us like can you imagine if your mother sat you down and said hey when you go to have sex it's going to bring you a lot of pleasure and here's how you can receive that pleasure and the clitoris is this thing that is just magical when it's touched this way and just how different our sexual experiences would be so i think really sitting with and unpacking the stories of when did you first learn what sex meant for you right what pleasure meant for you can i interject just really quickly before you continue talking about those barriers i feel like i am kind of one of the lucky ones where from a, a very young age i actually i can't remember the exact initial moment but i realized that rubbing myself felt good mm. and i but i was really young i think i was <clears throat> oh goodness i remember i i mean I must have been around like third grade or something. Mm -hmm. So I started to realize like, oh, that feels tingly down there. Yeah. And, but it was something that I was very like hushed about. I didn't talk yeah. about it with any friends, with my mom, with anyone. And it was like, I had to make sure like, I would make sure like no one was home and like I was in my room, you know? And um, it, there was just like all this shame around it. And, you know, most of us can't remember. I mean, some of us actually do have that moment in time where we're like, oh, trauma connected to that, you know? But for me, for example, like, I don't remember where those, you know, norms came up of like, oh, Maddie, like, this felt good, but we have to do it in private. So um, I remember opening up to my partner about this. I was like, I do feel like, in a way, I was like lucky that I like knew how from a young age how to like pleasure myself. Mm -hmm. But then knowing that, I also knew like, okay, sex is not cutting it. But then I just thought like, maybe it's, you know, sex is never supposed to feel good for mm -hmm. the woman and we just have to use our hands and toys. Um, so yeah, that's a little interjection because it was yeah. relevant, but. Totally. And that's a really common um, discovery that I find most of my female clients had is that they do discover their bodies feel good. And somewhere along the way, exactly like you said, we are shamed or wronged for it. So one example I can think of um, is for a client was, I think she was like rubbing her body up against the armrest of her chair. And some, a parent walked in and was like, don't do that. Right. Or you get caught with your hand on your pants and somebody says like, Oh, you're not supposed to do that. That's wrong. And, or even they just, the, their expression, their body language shifts. And so even if it's not something they say, it may be an energetic response that they had. And so um, it is so normal to experience pleasure. And where did you learn that your pleasure was wrong or that your pleasure wasn't for you or that something to be hidden or ashamed of? And so the first part of the, um, the mantra that I gave was pleasure is your birthright. But the second piece that I haven't talked about yet is it's also your responsibility. And this is where I really love to empower women is that you may be listening to this podcast hearing, you know, Maddie and I talk about pleasure and thinking like, well, I don't know what I like. And my partner hasn't been able to figure it out. And I'm frustrated because sex hasn't felt that great for me or I'm bored. And it's like, okay, that's totally normal and fine. 
And where can you step in now and take responsibility and learn what turns you on? Because no one's going to come and rescue you. There isn't a prince or a knight in shining armor who's going to come in and tell you exactly how your body is supposed to feel and what's best for you. It's your responsibility. Right. And we, I was just going to say, like, we need, uh, you know, a good partner is not one that is just a mind reader and knows how to pleasure you because none of us know that. But a good partner is one that is communicative and it's like, you tell me what feels good. Also, yeah. I'm going to try some things that I think may feel good for you, but you please like kind of check in and like, does this feel good? Mm -hmm. um, and eventually, like, eventually you don't really need to communicate verbally that much. You'll just know, you know, once you've been with a partner for so long, but in the beginning stages, again, like going back to like movies and the media, it doesn't always just magically sync up like that. You know, most oh. of the time it doesn't. Maybe the first couple of times because it's like so new and you're like so excited. But then you go through this phase where you're like, okay, let's get a little bit more technical here. Let's make mm -hmm. sure that like, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, there's some things that could be a little bit better. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's just like coming from a very loving place of like, you know, mm. I'm not like critiquing you, but like, let's just make sure that we're both satisfied and that we leave here, you know, feeling that beautiful, calm feeling that happens after an orgasm. Mm, the best. And the best. Um, my one of my mentors says all the time, sex shows you where you collapse in everyday life Ooh. and so if you look at your own patterns in sexual experiences so let's say your partner's not getting it right and so you're frustrated and you shut down or you're too scared to use your voice where are you too scared to use your voice in everyday life or where are you looking for perfection and you're not willing to allow for growth and messiness because it's vulnerable right and so that's why i love sexual development as a means to personal development because it is a direct correlation to everywhere else in your life that that can show up quick interruption i promise i'll make it super short but soothe is back in stock it did go out of stock over the weekend we had an awesome booth activation setup at austin city limits music festival and i did indeed sell out within literally two hours however we're back in stock so head over to the website and use the special code podcast all lowercase p-o-d-c-a-s-t to save on your order of soothe also if you subscribe you get free shipping every single month on your soothe and you don't even have to worry about going back over to the website entering in your order you can just have your own account enter in your credit card information you can skip a subscription if you need to um, or you can double up whatever you need to do it's very customizable love you all let's get back to the show Mwah. oh i absolutely love that i um I was asked one time, you know, like, what would I, if I had to choose like two things for my hormone health, what would I choose? And I remember going like, oh my goodness, that's way too hard. There are so many things, but I would take, um, my Berkey water filter and, um, you just, in the background. <laughs> I do, I do. I see it. I like saw that right away. I was like, Berkey. Uh -huh. um, and my hand to, you know, for self-pleasure because, you know, speaking on like a more hormone level, and kind of getting a little sciencey nerdy about it without getting too much into it. Like it is really, really great for our hormones to it, it, also in that like place before the climax. So before you mm -hmm. actually do, um, you finish you, um, also, I would love to talk to you about like ejaculation and how like that's different for all women as well. Like it's not mm -hmm. always like this squirting, like, ah, you know, so, like 
the different types of orgasms as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, before like that time right beforehand, oh, it's so great for your hormones. Mm. It is so flipping good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I always find like my most restful sleeps are the nights after like a really good self pleasure session, mm. whether that's with totally. myself or with my partner. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's talk about the different type of orgasms. I don't know if you've ever heard or listened to the podcast, How Come, but I started listening to that um, kind of right after I watched that explained. And I was listening to it for a little bit because this girl, I'm forgetting her name, but she's a comedian and she was like, went pretty much all of her adult life without have, experiencing an orgasm. And yeah, then she finally got the womanizer and the best. It, so amazing. Um, <laughs> for anyone listening who's like, what the heck is a womanizer? Just search it up. Um, <laughs> it's an awesome little toy. Yep. And she um, has just, you know, brought on all of these incredible experts, um, whether they be like experts more on your side of like kind of the the spiritual and emotional which is wildly important when it comes to pleasure um but also like on more of the you know kind of like nerdy like here's the science behind it all Mm -hmm. and I've really enjoyed all of those all of those episodes because it's taught me a lot about like you know because I for a while too was like dang like maybe I'm not finishing because I'm not like squirting per se, you know, Mm. but just learning that like, oh, there are different types of orgasms and like what works for like one woman is going to be different for the next, Mm -hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. and like some women that penetration does feel really good and they can achieve that orgasm for other women. They need a little bit more. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Do you want to get into, into that? Yeah, totally. So, um, before I even go into the different types of orgasm, I love to preface that, um, when I focus on self-pleasure or pleasure with a partner, it is just that. It is pleasure. So it's how much presence and enjoyment can you be in the moment and can you feel and experience in the moment? And so sometimes I find that when clients are chasing the orgasm, it starts to become elusive or it starts to become this finish line to get to in a checklist like, okay, got the orgasm, check that off. And some of my favorite sexual experiences don't always result in climax. And I remember one time specifically with a partner post-separation, post-divorce, I was really leaning into my sexual exploration and I felt so open and alive and just free to just experience pleasure in a way that I'd never felt before. And there was, it was maybe 45 minutes and it was a combination of his fingers and tongue. And I think at sometimes penetration, um, but just solely focused on me. And I felt so open and it felt like you were talking about this. It felt like the brink of an orgasm, but for like 45 minutes. And it was because I really just allowed myself to follow the bliss, follow the pleasure, give him guidance on what felt good, where to stay, how to adjust if needed. And it was so validating of like, oh, sex can look so many different ways. And also normalizing ending sex or the experience without an orgasm, just being like, I'm so nourished by this. Thank you so much. That felt so good. And there is nothing to shame or wrong here because it's okay that I did an orgasm and how that's really healing for both parties, right? Because there's this pressure I see a lot of times from my male clients that if they can't give their woman an orgasm, they're less than in the bedroom. And so it's really, I think, a powerful thing to name before we talk about orgasm. Um, 
And then in terms of the different kinds of orgasms. So I like to focus on the different uh, places in your body in which can lead to pleasure. So clitoral orgasm is the by far the most common. I think it's like over 60% of women need clitoral stimulation in order to achieve orgasm. So it's normal. It's really normal that if you can't get off from penetration alone, like you're not alone. And it's actually from Sigmund Freud. So this is an old patriarchal view of the orgasm. He was one of the first people to say that a more mature woman can have an orgasm vaginally. And so it was literally created by a man, this story that you have to be more mature or that you are more mature if you can experience a penetrative orgasm versus a a clitoral orgasm. Oh my goodness. Isn't it wild? Um, And then just like on that same vein of how female pleasure has not been prioritized, we put a man on the moon before we mapped the anatomical structure of the clitoris. (laughs) So it's just, it's validating and also infuriating to think about, like, we just also don't know a lot still to this day about a woman's body and her pleasure. Oh yeah. You're speaking to the choir over here. Still 80% of medical research is done on the male body. So exactly any type of medication, (laughs) any type of new exercise or new fad diet, whatever it is. Um, anyone listening knows that I hate the diets. The only diet air quotes that I approve of is the one that works for your body. So, Mm um, but it's all done on the male body and we are so wildly different and our brains are so different. We literally Mm -hmm. may as well be different species. So I do feel like there is a strong movement of, you know, kind of differentiating, you know, those, those human bodies and dimensions. So, um, but yeah, that's wild. Okay. So over 60% need clitoral stimulation. And it might even be more than that. So I can look it up and give you the exact statistic, but I know it's quite a, quite a lot. And from the clitoris. So I actually, my, my golden clitoris is just out of reach, but I have a structure of uh, the clitoris because I, I love letting women experience for the first time to see the vastness and the size of the clitoris. Because when we think about our own bodies, we can only see the tip of the clitoris, right? Mm -hmm. You've got the clitoral hood, and then you can see the top of the clitoris from there. And as we become more aroused and more engorged, it becomes bigger. It swells, blood flow goes there. And so you'll be able to see more of it, but it is so much bigger than meets the eye. It's got these two legs that go down and it is just like this beautiful structure. I learned that from Kenneth Play actually. Yeah. Yeah. Props to, you know, a man for like literally dedicating his life to female pleasure. Thank you very much. Um, Providing some great insight for us. But yeah, he was talking about how like, you know, and I totally cracked up because he was actually on the How Come podcast and I'm, I'm forgetting the host name, but I think Ramsey or I don't know, but she was like joked around because he was like, yeah, you know, it gets larger and that's how you know when like it's okay to enter, whether it be penetrate. to penetrate, even that if that's with your finger. And yep. she's like, <laughs> I'm laughing even thinking about it because I just like so like can relate, especially from like my earlier like teen years of like the guy just sticking his finger straight in. And you're like, oh my God. No, no thank you. You're like, yes. is something wrong with me? Because that really doesn't feel well, like mm-hmm. at all. Um, totally. So it's like, yeah, it's oh my goodness. Like I, I preach every single day how incredible our bodies and our minds are as menstruators. And, you know, for to also have all of those little hacks too, that like literally are 
like whole down there, whatever you want to name it, I like to call it Yoni, is Mm -hmm you know accepting or not accepting something and it knows it like has its own mind of its own that of course is connected to our the brain and mind in our head but like it's Mm -hmm. it's smart it has its own little thing going on so yeah we're incredible um i love that you named that because talking about different kinds of orgasms there's clitoral and another type of orgasm is a cervical orgasm and the cervix has its own uh, intuition and knowing. And if you've ever experienced sex where it's painful, specifically, um, and there can be a lot of reasons for pain during sex, one being not enough lubrication. So ladies, if you don't already have a really clean organic source of lube, this has nothing to do with your age, your your desire, your arousal level. Lubrication is so, so healthy and so good for you. And so it's one of my like biggest yet simple game changers is invest in some good lube. Um, and I can send you some ones that I recommend because it is just a total game changer for yeah. pleasure. We'll include that in the show notes. You know, just a question though, while we're on, on the topic, what are your thoughts around coconut oil? Coconut oil can be great. The only thing to notice with coconut oil is it can disturb your microbiome because it's antimicrobial and antiviral. And so if you're only using coconut oil all of the time, it may disrupt your natural pH. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And that's the thing to be careful with about, you know, any type, anything that's going in you, um, you know, just making sure that it's sanitary, number one, Mm -hmm. and number two, that it's not going to disrupt the pH of our vaginal tract because it has its own, you know, pH going on and environment. Which is why, um, like when I think back to my early years and like we'd go to probably some like joke store like Spencer's or something and buy lube there and it was probably like cherry flavored and just packed with sugar that is a yeast nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's totally. why I say like organic clean if you wouldn't eat it or ingest it or you can't read all of the ingredients I'm not putting it inside of my vagina just yeah. not happening. Yeah. So Absolutely. Um, in terms of the different types of orgasms, cervical is one that can be more elusive and more challenging to um, to have because the cervix is so in tune with our bodies. And so if you've ever had, for example, pain during sex, um, specifically in like the doggy style position where your partner is potentially bumping up against your cervix and you weren't a full yes to penetration or you haven't experienced what we call tenting, which is where for most women, this can take like 20 to 40 minutes to reach peak arousal where your body is a full yes to being penetrated. And you'll know because one of the things that I I experience with it, whether it's my fingers, my partner's penis, uh, a, a pen, like a, a toy is it'll suck it right up. Like it'll be a full yes. And you'll know because it's just like, whoop, yes, please. Versus uh, resistance, um, any sort of like push pull feeling or just like pain upon insertion, you just may not be fully aroused or a yes yet. And the cervix, when I get a little bit more woo, it's, it's directly connected to our heart. And so that is why like being in this place of fully being open and fully being able to be connected 
whether it's a solo pleasure practice or your partner being in that place of like, what does my heart want? Am I able to be fully seen? Um, that's where the cervix is really open and can experience more pleasure. Um, and so there's clitoral, there's cervical, there's G-spot orgasms, which if you watch Kenneth play, and I have a, a code for his course, if your Ooh, listeners are interested, cool. um, because his work is really impactful and, and powerful in terms of it's basically porn meets sex education done from the place of pleasing a woman and how powerful that is when, like you said, all of society has usually not taught us that. And Kenneth teaches specific techniques around stimulating the G-spot, which if you're using your fingers um, and you're inserting them into your own vagina, you'll notice the G-spot is more of this like spongy spot in your vaginal canal. So it'll feel smooth, smooth, smooth. And all of a sudden you'll hit this kind of like fleshy, spongy area. That's typically your G-spot. And that spot when stimulated can lead to female ejaculation, which we also have named as squirting, which is what you talked about earlier. Like, is this an orgasm? Because I haven't done this. It's technically not even considered an orgasm. It's a totally different experience because you can squirt without having what they consider an orgasm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That that's very, very new to me and very cool. So again, going back, back, back to when we said, you know, making the, both the woman and the man, you know, kind of calm down about the whole, like, you know, ejaculation part. Um, you know, so it's okay too. like, neither should be waiting for that squirt. Like you can have, you know, cause sometimes I would, I, before I got into this and started learning more about my body and pleasure, I was like, if I'm not squirted, I've only really squirted once in my life. And I was like, oh, was that the only time I ever orgasmed? And But everything else feels really good, especially after I got off the pill. I was like, dang, this feels good. Mm -hmm. um, and in realizing like, oh, no, there are just different types of it. So, you know, again, just not holding out for that. Like, I need to squirt and we're not done, you know, until I squirt it. It totally takes away from like the, let's just be present. Mm. You know, what feels good in this moment? Yes. And yeah, if at the end of it, you just got, you know, you just felt really great for 20 to 40 minutes, however long, even an hour. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. You know? So, so true. And every woman's body is so different, um, right. which is why, you know, um, so as I've gotten older and more comfortable and fluid in my sexuality, I've been with several women. And it's always fun for me to realize like there was something so healing in being with another woman because um, for one, it's just a very softer and different experience than it is being with a penis owner. And the other thing what, that it did for me was it really validated like, oh, our bodies are so different because here's one right up in front of my face and she looks so different than me. She likes things different than me. And gosh, how validating is it that we both experience pleasure in different ways. We look different, but we're both still capable of that pleasure. And it just reminded me that, you know, um, because typically like we're not shown other real bodies growing up, right? Unless you lived in a really open household where like your mom was walking around naked. Um, but even then you're still only seeing one example of what your body could look like. And then the only other ways you're seeing that potentially are through porn or through movies. And most of the time, those women have been 
laser, uh, lasered, um, surgically altered, chemically bleached, shaved, waxed. Like there's so many different things that happen to make their bodies look a certain way. And so it can be really challenging when you're looking at your own vagina and vulva in the mirror thinking like, do other people look like me? Is this normal? And the truth is, yes, it's normal. Yes, it's absolutely um, perfect just as it is. And your body just as you are is worthy of pleasure. Oh, I'm so happy that you said that. And I, I think that's like a great way to also like sort of come to a close. And I was going to mention at the beginning and was like, I don't know if this fits in, but I should have just said it because yeah, my partner and I were also talking about the other week how, you know, it's, we're past it now, but like not too long ago, we were still kind of like, oh, like naked in front of each other, you know? And it's interesting because you're like, I spent so much time with this human being. We, you know, make love. Why are we like still kind of shy about our bodies? But yeah, we're told to just cover everything up from a very, very young age. You got to cover it up. It's, you know, um, it's all over the news and the tabloids. If, you know, celebrity has a nip slip or something like that. It's like, oh right. my gosh, this is so shameful. Like, yeah. Like also, you know, women, if they need to breastfeed their kid, now they have like created these, I don't know if you've seen them. They look like little like vans almost and like sporting stadiums and airports that like you go there's no windows in there i'm like how can they even breathe in there so i'm mm -hmm. assuming you just go in and it's a straight blue light down on you while you're trying to like breastfeed your kid of course because god forbid a woman you know Nipple. who does right who just grew a human inside her body for nine it's months feed her has baby. to feed her baby so it can grow up to be an adult too oh, mm -hmm. oh my goodness it's wild yeah like you know there needs to be so much more self-love and acceptance and you know a lot of people preach the self-love on you know social media and it's like one of the easiest ways to start doing that is just like sit with yourself naked in front of a mirror yeah. and really explore what you look like everywhere you know because most of us don't even know it took me again until watching that explain to actually stick a mirror down there and go oh that's what my vagina and everything looks like cool uh, yeah. <laughs> and in that same um like action item knowing it is okay if the first time you look you feel scared you feel embarrassed you feel shame that's really common um, because we're not taught to love that part of ourselves. And it took multiple times of me committing to, if you think of it like any relationship, right? Something or someone in your life that you've ignored or that you have been embarrassed of or that you have resisted connecting with, it's going to take time to rebuild your love with that person. And so if you think of her like a person, you can name her, you can start to speak to her. And when you see her for the first time, really allowing yourself to feel whatever is there because to pretend otherwise is just to bypass that experience. And it is okay if the first time you look, you don't feel overwhelming love. It took me multiple times in commitment to loving this part of me before it started to feel more comfortable. Yeah. And I think we should send everyone listening home with the assignment today to just open up that conversation with her and yeah. to look at yourself. I'm even looking at my, I have a big floor mirror. So it goes from the floor up and that's Me always too. a great one. Yeah. Cause you can yep. just like sit on the floor and kind of just like yep. lean back and look. And yeah. So I think that should be our little assignment for everyone is go and do that. And heck, if you feel comfortable to do so, which, you know, my goal is to get every, um, 
own, vulva, vulva owner comfortable with this throughout her lifetime, but to be able to share with it too, whether it's sharing on social media um, and tagging us, or it's just sharing with one of your good girlfriends or your partner yeah. or something like that. Share mm-hmm. with someone, you know, maybe if, if that's too much on the first time, just look at it and just experience your own body. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next time open up with someone else and encourage someone else to do that. So yeah. um, Bryn, I do want you to really quickly touch on like what you offer because you know we had such an exciting exhilarating conversation for almost an hour now um seriously one of my favorite podcasts thus far Uh, I cannot wait to release this to everyone Um, and we had no outline literally not one question I had like in mind I was like let's just do this so yeah it was incredible but um yeah so what are your offerings because we've been talking about all this juicy stuff but this may leave a lot of people like i need some more one-on-one help so what Mm -hmm. type of uh, guidance do you offer totally thank you for leaving space for that so i do um both one-on-one coaching and group programs so um depending on when this airs i run a program called own your orgasm and it's designed specifically for women to do this work alongside one another, because I do really believe in the value of being witnessed in your pleasure, being witnessed in your growth, and just having other sex positive women in your life. That is such an important part of your sexual development. And so in that course, we dive into anatomy, embodiment, your sexual desires, and it's really fun. So it's a six-week course. Um, So that is part of my offering. And then the other thing that I do is one-on-one coaching. And I work in um, packages of two months. We dive deep into your desires. It's all of the same work we do in Own Your Orgasm. And if you're not ready to be witnessed in group or you want something a little bit more intimate, we can do that privately together. Awesome. Is the Own Your Orgasm the one that you suggested I as well do? Yes. Okay. Yay. I'm excited. It's really, to me, I took all of the foundations of what started my sexual development journey and I packaged it into a six-week program. And so it's really geared towards women that want to start their sexual development or just want support in it because we're not taught how to develop sexually. And so I wanted it to be my mission to help women to do the same. I love that. I'm actually going to include my partner in on that too, and we'll do the coursework together. So, oh my gosh, yes. I will link everything up in the show notes as well. Um, any type of links that, you know, Bryn and I talked about in this episode, slash talk about outside of this episode um, that we want to include for all of you listeners, my incredible, amazing listeners, will be in the show notes as well with links to Bryn's website and to Bryn's Instagram. Mm. I love your name, by the way, Bryn. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Funny story uh, that I will say very quickly is it's actually my middle name. So I'm I'm a firm believer you can do whatever you want in this lifetime. And I decided to go by my middle name. (laughs) I'm I'm changing my name to Peace Love Hormones. I've decided it's going to be easier for (laughs) moving (laughs) forward for doing credit cards and, you know, Uh all of the accounts. (laughs) Literally. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Seriously, such an incredible, incredible episode. Thank Mm. you to all of our listeners. If you found any value in this, which I'm sure you did, make sure to give Bryn a follow on Instagram. Her work is really incredible in what Mm. she's doing. And let us know that you listened to this episode as well, because we're both people, people. And so we we love to know that there are people behind the screens and that they're actually, you know, taking value from our mission, our passion. So thank you again and peace, love, hormones. Okay, 
Before you go, I have an exciting as heck announcement. I am co-leading a functional medicine detox with my sweet friend, Katrina. She is also in the hormone realm. She is a certified hormone coach and she leads her own programs. And we decided to come together to lead a group of women through a functional medicine detox. So this is amazing if you've ever been on hormonal contraceptive or any medication and antibiotic. Heck, even if you haven't been on those things, like we just explained in this episode, all of us could benefit from it. So we are going to lead a group of women together. And with that, you will get coaching calls with us. You'll get to ask us all of your questions. You'll get personal guides and you will be really, really educated on just like what the detox is and what's going on within your body on a day-to-day basis. And this is really great if you need extra support. Maybe it's your first time doing a detox or maybe it's not your first time. You just want to hang out with me and talk to me. I would love that as well. So make sure to also check in the show notes. I will link up the sign up to do this detox with uh, Katrina and I, and it is going to be absolutely incredible. So I hope to see you there. Mwah!